Johnson County's Veterans Treatment Court continues to celebrate success stories. Members of the military who hit a rough spot in their lives but are now seeing hope for their futures. On this episode, hear from some of the most recent graduates. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. A couple of years ago, I think now we introduced our listeners, Johnson County's Veterans Treatment Court, an awesome program that gives justice-involved veterans an opportunity to receive some tremendous support, avoid jail time, and pave a path to some positive outcomes that benefit the veterans, their families, and really our whole community. Here to provide an update on this great program, we have with us Adam Baker. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Teresa. All right. Well, first off, tell us a little bit about your role with the program and then also just what exactly the program is. Yeah, so I'm I'm the court coordinator here in Johnson County uh, Veterans Treatment Court. Uh, And so my role in that is one that just connects all the pieces. Uh, There's tons of uh, uh, partners and, and stakeholders that that make up Veterans Treatment Court. um, And that includes uh, uh, two judges, uh, two uh, uh, assistant district attorneys, two uh, public defenders, uh, our court services uh, team. uh, And then then, uh, we have treatment team, which uh, comprises of the VA and uh, Johnson County Mental Health, uh, our mentors, uh, our Johnson County Sheriff's Office as well. but uh, so our, our court, we take uh, justice involved vets that were in, um, incarcerated or have cases in Johnson County. And we, um, it's a voluntary program for our veterans to be able to um, engage in um, treatment in lieu of incarceration, lengthy incarcerations or, um, or maybe standard probations that aren't addressing root uh, causes for the criminal charges. Um, Most of our vets come through what's uh, called a diversion agreement through the DA's office. And what that does is is if they successfully complete our program, um, they can have their charges dismissed. Um, It's a huge benefit for our veteran population um, and it allows for accountability in the community um, as well as knowing that our vets um, will complete our program um, through uh, intensive uh, treatment. Um, and most of that is through the, the VA, which is um, free for our, for our, local, um, our, our local community. And this is not an easy program. Like this is not something you just sign up for and check a box and then you're, you're done. So can you talk about what, what are some of those elements? Uh, what are, what's the hard work they're doing? Yeah, so, so uh, our program um, consists of um, either 18 or 12 months um, supervision, most are 18 months. And, and how we determine that is um, one, based on charges, but two, um, it's really based on their risks and needs. And we, we look at that as their, their risk for reoffense. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest metrics in the criminal justice system is, is do we think, do we think, um, um, this person may um, re-engage in the criminal justice system. We don't want to create a, a revolving door. So we look at risk need um, and their needs are really based on their mental health and um, substance use disorder needs. 
So we, um, we do lengthy assessments um, in the volunteer program. All of our vets choose to be in our program. Um, and so the lengthy process of referral um, allows our treatment teams to conduct those assessments. Um, it allows our court services to conduct um, assessments based on based on on their criteria, and then we staff that with um, our our criminal justice team, our, our veterans treatment court team. Um, the, the process once you get into veterans treatment court, um, what our veterans are are looking at is they're looking at weekly um, contact with their court services officer. Their um, what many call probation officer, uh, weekly engagement and treatment. Some of our vets are going to, to various treatments, uh, inpatient, outpatient treatment, multiple times a week. Um, um, inpatient treatments can be up to, you know, some, some are up 90 days. Um, so it's very intense. Um, we also practice, um, uh, more, more importantly on the treatment court model is, um, abstinence of all, of all drugs and alcohol while they're in the program, um, because the sobriety allows them to get, to get engaged in treatment. Um, and so, and so they're weekly going to, um, taking drug tests. Um, and then while they're in our program, the, uh, basically the first, first three to four months, um, they're going to court, um, they're, they're standing in front of judge, um, every two weeks. Um, and so, and then as they progress through our program, some of those, some of those systems start to gradually release as we start to look at what um, pro-social activities look like, what, um, what does a pathway to continued sobriety, continued treatment um, look like once they um, leave our program. But it's really intense in the, in the, in the first few months. Um, and then it just starts to starts to gradually taper taper um, back. Um, and then one of the more interesting things in a in a treatment court model with veteran treatment court is our um, engagement with um, veteran mentors. So they have a veteran mentor assigned to them um, who are veterans themselves, and um, they are uh, volunteers of our court, but they're completely independent. So while they're engaged in all of this treatment, all this supervision, um, um, they're also having a mentor walk with them from, from the time that they enter our court to the time of graduation. It's a really cool process. It, it, it allows them to see other people doing the work, other people engaged in, um, in, in acts of, of selflessness, uh, service to the community, uh, veteran mentors often engage our, our vets through um, bowling or um, or going to their kids' uh, sporting events. Um, it's a really cool relationship that's built. When you see a graduation, you see that it's it's uh, the the work that our vets put in day in and day out. It really um, it really pays off, and it and it allows them to be successful um, much more. Um, than if they than if they were to just take an incarceration or they were just to um, just to downplay um, some of their some of their root causes um, that trauma that that's involved in the military um, and if they don't address that then we don't want them to wind up in this in their 
back in our jails with um, still still not being able to deal with um, some of those issues. So, And so we had a graduation ceremony pretty recently. So can you talk about some of those success stories? And then also just um, overall for the program, like what have we seen in Johnson County in terms of success with this? Just last week, we had a veteran stream of court graduation. Uh, we had um, four um, of our recent graduates. Um, one was actually a, a holdout that graduated last year, but due to COVID restraints, um, um, wasn't able to attend. And, and he said, I just want to attend in person. You know, he, he, was, he was saying that uh, the ability for him to come back and, um, and, and thank the team and, and be able to celebrate his accomplishments um, was really cool. Um, other than that, the, the, the graduation that we had was really neat because we had, uh, it, it was one of the first times I think that we've had all four branches of active duty um, uh, uh, recognized in one graduation. And so, and oftentimes it, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because our, our dynamic, we see a lot of our vets that are coming through, um, through with, with um, trauma that, that, especially from past wars, um, you know, we see a, a huge uh, population is, is, is primarily army. Um, and so, and so it, oftentimes we, we think that the, that, that the only vets that we're going to see in our program have to be combat related. But we know by research that, that vets, uh, you know, come into the military with, with trauma. They leave the military with trauma regardless of combat status. Um, and, and so I think we do it really well here in Johnson County by, um, by not casting the net so small that we're only capturing one specific instance of, of military trauma. Our, our female veteran was our, our only combat veteran uh, in the in the graduation, we've we've graduated our third female veteran, um, which I think last time we we spoke about this uh, a few years ago, we were we were we might have been um, just bringing in our first female veteran, which created its own challenges um, trying to identify um, resources and and trying to um, make sure that that our court was doing everything we could to be inclusive um, to that population, uh, knowing that there's unique challenges uh, for, for females joining the military and then coming back and transitioning. And so we have a, a very good um, female veteran uh, mentor who, who took on all of our female uh, veteran um, uh, participants, which is really, which is again, a huge testament to the veterans that uh, are just in the Johnson County community that said, yes, we want to stand up and we want to see this program succeed and we want to see our veteran uh, brothers and sisters succeed. Do you have like data in terms of how many people overall have, have participated in that program? Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've had, so we, were, uh, we graduated our 53rd um, uh, um, participant. Um, we've had over 80 in our program. I think we're at 81 that have gone through the program. We have, we have um, 
19 active participants in the court, um, which is pretty on par. Um, another really good thing that we did, um, we, we were able to pivot really quickly with COVID um, and be able to um, keep the court running. In fact, uh, the, the, when COVID first um, was identified uh, um, for that shutdown in March of 2020, um, it was our, our judge decided, hey, we need to we need to be able to continue this, um, whatever it takes. So he was on his on his conference uh, phone uh, in the office, calling each one of our participants with our um, court services officer, um, which was really it's really good um, as far as a leadership standpoint um, to know that um, everybody during that COVID pandemic um, there were struggles, and so knowing while somebody's going through, um, you know, felony misdemeanor um, supervision in this, in this very intense um, treatment court to be able to um, say, we're going to, we're going to try every operational tactic we can to keep this, this going and make sure people are served. Very early on, we started in 2016. Um, we didn't really know how are we going to identify all these veterans in veterans treatment court. And so we allow um, we utilize gyms to, to get some uh, um, some some data, um, and then the Johnson County Sheriff's Office was a huge um, advocate in being able to um, create early identif identification measures. Um, so now any veteran that that's booked into the Johnson County Jail um, is asked if they ever served in the armed forces, which allows us. Um, to all have a good picture of, of vets coming into the program. So we've, we've, we've identified at booking since we started um, doing that, just that, that very basic screening, we've identified over a thousand veterans that are coming through uh, that, have, that, have, that have been booked into our jail. Um, and so, um, so say, okay, well, we've had you know, 80 participants well, what, what, are, what are we doing to, to help those other veterans? Um, and so we partner with the VA and our Veterans Justice Outreach Coordinator that, that operates in our Veterans Treatment Court. She also does jail outreach. Um, and another program uh, that we believe might've been first in the nation um, was a, um, we utilized the, the commissary that is already embedded into the jail to identify um, People that are asking for treatment need, uh, that had treatment needs that 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 might not have a, a an avenue to um, to get to get help while incarcerated, um, awaiting trial. Um, maybe they had bonds that they couldn't couldn't reduce, um, and so our jail outreach um, team with the VA partnered with Johnson County Mental or Johnson County uh, Sheriff's Office to be able to. Uh, communicate directly with incarcerated veterans on the kiosk, uh, and that's that's led to over uh, 185 veterans um, who were in, incarcerated to be able to get serviced uh, through inpatient outpatient treatment um, to inquire about veterans treatment court. Um, so it's a really uh, it's it's you know it's it's kind of all hands on deck. Veterans treatment court probably isn't the best route for everybody. Uh, we we advocate it as you know um, as 
an option that is very successful, um, but it is intense. It's intense for our vets that are um, currently working, currently have, you know, um, families that that um, take up a lot of time. Um, so it, it, it can be it can be taxing, but we want to make sure that Veterans Streaming Court, the team um, is also servicing um, any justice involved vet that comes through our program. What I always think is really interesting um, when, whenever I talk to any program pretty much within Johnson County is the level of collaboration between the departments. Like we, we may be siloed in some ways, but, but when it comes down to serving members of the community who, who need our help, how are we going to all come together and, and make it work for this person instead of, you know, what's best for my department or, you know, whatnot. So right. Um, it, it's really impressive to see that, and it, and it seems like it, it's grown. Many veteran streaming courts um, can only service veterans that uh, that have VA benefits. Um, and Johnson County Mental Health said, "No, we we want we want any justice involved veterans uh, to be served." Um, so we every single time we have a, a seat at the, uh, a staffing. A representative from Johnson County Mental Health is there. Uh, they have a court liaison now um, that that is that is uh, an amazing position. Not not just for veteran streaming court, but but for everybody. The sheriff's department, um, who originally probably just thought as, as this, you know, yes, we're we're gonna we're gonna assist where where we need to, you know, that's evolved into um, they they. Um, take out our court services officers for home visits for our veterans. Uh, they do all of our jail outreach. Uh, they, they, help, um, they, they assist with um, our communications through the jail ATM. Um, they're at every single one of our staffing. Um, they're, they're, they're a key member of our steering committee. Um, uh, the, the, the district attorney's office um, has, has had transitions um through through their through their office that um but but even through any of that they've always devoted uh two assistant district attorneys to our team uh now both of those um ADAs are both veterans themselves um which is a which is a huge benefit um to uh you know building that that rapport understanding the cultural competency of the veteran community um, really, it's a really um, neat partnership. Um, uh, court services um, has always been a huge supporter of, um, of giving a, a main point of contact for all of our supervision. Um, and, and currently that, um, that court services officer is a veteran herself. Um, it's, a, it's, again, I mean, we, from, from the Kansas City VA, um, Johnson County Mental Health, um, the Public Defender's Office, uh, Assisted District Attorneys, the court system. It's a, it's a really um, neat collaborative approach. Yeah, we're certainly happy to help promote it. I mean, you don't get more positive than, than these stories, I think. And we're going to take a listen to some of those now um, at that recent graduation we talked about. Every time I saw Patrick, I just thought of a hardworking guy. Uh, worked many, many hours at his job, worked a second job, uh, did the same thing in the program, and uh, 
did an outstanding job, and we really appreciate uh, your efforts, and congratulations on your graduation today. It wasn't easy, but you got to put effort into it. My career, my books, the way I act, the way I treat people, it's changed everything. I'm a whole new person again. He kept this program a priority and uh, did an outstanding job, and congratulations, Michael. It's not really that the celebrating the act of what landed us here, but the celebration of an act that we're not um, a statistic, basically. We're not, um, not left behind. And I'm going to present you with the certificate and the challenge coin of our court. Thank you, Your Honor. It's been a night and day difference. I mean, I had to change everything in order to get to where I'm at today. She's one of those veterans like all of them, but really, that is helping other veterans and going to continue to help other veterans. And we really appreciate her. And congratulations, uh, Jennifer. I get to start my journey over. This chapter has closed, but there's a new, the new chapter is about to begin. I learned how to love myself. I learned how to stop hiding behind that shield. I learned to live. I held myself to a different standard. Um, failure was not an option for me. So these celebrations happen fairly frequently, um, but the, each one is is very special. When you get to hear, you know, from the the speakers at the events um, who are invited to share their stories, and then also the participants who, you know, sometimes they have a lot to say, and sometimes they don't have a lot to say. But I think um, the sentiment is is there among all of them that they have been forever changed by the program, which is really awesome. All right. Well, um, just a last question. I think, you know, people might be wondering kind of, is there a way to support this program? Is there something that, that you look for from the community in, in a way that they can, can be helpful? And so is there anything that you can offer them? Here locally, um, you know, one, one, of our, one of our main drivers is mentorship. Um, so if, if you or you know somebody that is a, a veteran um, that's, that's looking to give back to a community, um, uh, I, would, I would direct them uh, to, um, to, to inquire about um, becoming a veteran mentor. You can reach out to me, um, reach out to the program in general, um, but it's, a, it's, a, it, it's one of those things that... Um, uh, even myself as a veteran, uh, prior to coming to this role, I didn't know existed. I didn't know that this was a, a, an issue within our veteran community that, 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 um, that really existed and, and that there was a, there was a way to, to help it. Um, so that's a, that's a really good thing. Another thing that we, um, that, that runs independent of our, of our court is um, a veteran stream of court um, foundation. Uh, that's that's run uh, locally, uh, and what that does is it um, it's it's a monetary fund that um, addresses barriers to treatments. I'm just thinking of of so many opportunities where veterans, um, you know, say I can't I can't take I can't do anything to to help myself because this is an issue, and that. Um, and our, our partners with the VA and Johnson County Mental Health um, work at finding community partners, stakeholders that can address those issues. And if, and if, and if we can't address those issues um, in-house, um, then that's when, it, that's when we um, 
there's a request made to the Veterans uh, Treatment Court Foundation. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's another way to get involved. Um, and then I think, you know, just, just the understanding and the awareness um, that, that this is an issue. Um, and, if, and if in Johnson County, um, you know, in the, in the six years that we've, we've gone through, we've identified over a, a thousand um, justice involved veterans um, that knowing that this is, this is a widespread thing. So, you know, you, we've been in talks. Um, in fact, uh, just last year, Wyandotte County um, started their uh, very first veteran's treatment court. Um, Johnson County, Kansas was the only veteran's treatment court, the only option for veterans um, incarcerated um, until last year. Um, so that's, the momentum is starting to pick up. Um, the Kansas Supreme Court is a huge um, proponent right now. There's a lot of momentum, legislate, legislation uh, momentum around treatment courts in general. Um, so we have been in talks with um, Leavenworth, Douglas, Shawnee, Sedgwick counties um, to, to start to brainstorm how, how, do, we, how do we take this model um, and replicate um, throughout Kansas so that, um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I get phone calls or emails from a parent or a family member who says, oh, my, my son, my daughter um, has charges here. How do I get them to you? And knowing that we don't have an avenue right now to, to service um, veterans, um, even, even sometimes there'll be veterans that live here in Johnson County, but may have picked up charges somewhere else. Um, just knowing that, um, you know, any way we can support other um, jurisdictions, um, other people that, that, that might have the right connections um, to just start a conversation about how do we holistically approach this um, with Johnson County taking the lead um, with starting Veterans Stream Accord, how do we create that momentum so that any veteran um, that, that finds them, themselves in, um, in a justice involvement scenario can have access to um, some of these resources. Um, some of these resources, especially when we talk about the, um, the treatment that can be done through the VA, um, not just at a VA, but, but, um, but now we know through COVID, the telehealth uh, world is, um, is, is sustainable. It's something that we can, we can model um, very easily. And if we can just, if we can get, um, you know, if we can help really, if we can help one veteran um, um, get to the root causes of, of what their involvement in the criminal justice system was, and to know that they're not coming back into the criminal justice system, um, I, think it's, I think it's a worthy cause. Thank you again for catching up with us and telling us um, about the ongoing success of the program. And we look forward to talking to you again to continue that conversation. Thank you. All right, and thanks for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast.
Thanks for listening.